Hey everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio. And uh, today we are joined by nobody, it's just me. Uh, I want to give a particular shout out to our patrons, uh, Bex and Nathan. Uh, this episode is fueled by coffee, which uh, you guys have provided me with through Patreon, so thank you so much. Um, I love coffee, so should you. It's it's so good. Um, it's so needed in this time where everything's... <laughs> Even though 2020 is officially over, its terribleness has followed us into 2021. And, uh, well, there we are. So coffee helps me uh, get past that. Um, I also want to give a particular shout out. Before listeners, you've heard me shout out uh, the fantastic artist In Earnest. So I'm highly recommending you check out In Earnest again. Um, just incredibly talented, fantastic songs. Um, well worth a listen. I also want to shout out um, a new artist that I just uh, found their EP, um, An Hour, A Minute. And if you look them up uh, on Spotify or Apple Music, look up Soulbotic, one word. It's a terrific little uh, EP, 21 minutes. Um, Let's see. I'm going to quickly see if they uh, just had a great description of their sound and I've lost it. Um, indie synth pop, I think is what they, uh, what they describe their, their sound as. Um, here we go. So sorry. Um, so they're a two piece Toronto based indie psychedelic synth pop band. Uh, the songs are super chill and relaxing and just well worth listen. So I highly recommend them. Uh, so on to today's episode, it may or may not be a shorter one. We'll see how We'll see how it goes, but we are doing another in our Unmade series. Um, We've recorded a couple. There's still some to come, and there are plenty more to come. Uh, It's just a super duper fun season to do. And uh, I'll be honest, I had an original episode, a different episode ready to go for this Monday, but uh, we're now officially in our 2021 uh, season, so this is our first episode. Okay, so I've had a couple different episodes ready to go, Um, but my anxiety has been crazy high and the depression and stuff has been uh, kicking the crap out of me. And lately I've been um, I've been switching some medications. Hopefully those will help. But my um, my motivation has been kicked in the gut. There was one episode that I did, um, which given some of the stuff that happened um, tragically in the U.S. Capitol a couple weeks ago, it made me decide to pull the episode. Not that the content was bad or anything, but I'm like, you know what? I just, I can't do anything political right now. Um, I just, I can't deal. I can't deal with editing. It's just, I can't. And thankfully, Christian was, was incredibly accommodating and understanding. Um, again, not that the content was, was bad per se or anything like that, but it was just like, you know what? I, I can't post this. I, I, I can't even deal with editing it. Um, and there was another episode where I just, I couldn't, it, again, nothing bad. It was another unmade one and one I'm very excited to share. But uh, whenever I sat down to try to edit, it was just like, nope, can't do it. Um, so I decided evidently to record an episode instead. Um, so we are looking at unmade uh, seasons or episodes of a beloved franchise, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Now, 
where I'm not sure where the length of this is going to be is because I've got a couple different tabs open and there are certain ones that have a lot of detail and ones that don't. Um, and the, I'll be honest, the thing is, I'm just scratching the surface. Um, I'm sure as we as we dive in further um, later, I can I can add this as a you know what I got to come back to it. Um, just because certain ones have a lot of in depth, uh, some of them are uh, some of them are just episodes with very few notes um, and stuff that were already made or how seasons would have been different. And then there's what I'll what I consider the granddaddy of all unmade uh, Power Ranger stuff. So I'll, I'll get back to it. Um, but let's let's go through it. So just that heads up. Some of this stuff is stuff that something that did get made, but it looked very different than what it was when it was originally pitched, or stuff episodes or seasons that just got flat out unmade. Um, so let's uh let's dive in uh i guess we'll start with a couple episodes um this one was going to be called it was going to air during mighty morphin season one it's going to be an episode called goodbye tommy so just as a reminder to listeners um the green ranger lost his powers multiple times uh <laughs> and this would have been after one of them it would have been after the green candle um so at that point the Green Ranger transferred his powers to the Red Ranger, so there was a little bit where the Red Ranger ran around with the Dragon Dagger uh, and had the shield. It looked awesome. Uh, and he could call on the Dragon Zord. Uh, Tommy moved out of Angel Grove. This was going to be Tommy leaving the show entirely. Um, and there was kind of basis for it as well in the Sentai, because in the Sentai, the Green Ranger, he did. He flat out died. Uh, his powers were tied to his life. <laughs> and uh he did um but this was scrapped due to um uh in the insane positive fan reception of the character a couple episodes in mighty morphin season two um the upgrade so since the dinosaur footage was running out and uh, uh saban was planning to uh legit just planning to use uh briefly the uh the Die Ranger footage, but that got ruled out. Um, there was going to be a different White Ranger. So it was going to be Brad Hawkins of VR Trooper fame brought in to play the character Trent Darby. Kind of glad they stuck with Tommy on that one. Uh, in season three of Mighty Morphin, there was going to be... Oh man, this would have been awesome. Um, this episode would have seen... Trini, Jason, and Zach returning to Angel Grove for a zip it, uh, for a visit from the priest conference, from the peace conference where they were written out after the actors left. Um, but unfortunately, the visit is stopped by Rito Revolto and he freezes them. No idea why this didn't get um, didn't get made. Uh, Going Green would have seen uh, Tommy return as the Green Ninja Ranger. However, it was scrapped because it was impossible to have Jason David Frank shoot scenes for both Tom and Tommy. Oh, right. Okay. So in season two of Mighty Morphin, I think, uh, there was a clone of Tommy named Tom, uh, who, and we had that great 
three-part Green Ranger, uh, White Ranger clash. Um, so they had the idea of bringing it back, but it got scrapped. Uh, now we're jumping into an episode from Zeo where the Gold Ranger is. This episode would have originally revealed the Gold Ranger's true identity as Ryan Steele from VR Troopers, which would have connected both series and would explain Brad Hawkins doing the character. Um, but that got scrapped. And VR Troopers was another tokusaku show that took off in the height of Power Rangers Mania along with Big Bad Beetleborgs. Um, now, episodes from Turbo would have been Ranger clones. Um, the Rangers were going to fight evil clones. Um, and then there was eventually the Shadow Rangers. Um, apparently, there was the idea to show before Chase into Space, there was going to show the former Turbo Rangers teaming up as the Zeo Rangers. That would have been cool, and it would have used footage from In Sentai. There's always a crossover movie, so that would have been kind of cool to see. Um, <laughs> and it could also have maybe answered like one of the great mysteries of Power Ranger, just why the heck they stopped using the Zeo powers. Um, now, uh, recently I did a watch along with Nathan Marchand about um, uh, Power Rangers in Space, the original countdown to destruction. Um, there was going to be an, apparently a third episode, which would have featured an extended Zord battle and the revelation of who the Phantom Ranger was, because that's another mystery of that era. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's switch up to some seasons um, that weren't made. Because uh, there's a bunch of one-off episodes. Actually, you know what? We can look at more episodes. Um, actually, no, we don't need to. Yeah, let's let's jump to seasons because the uh, we're getting into terror. Okay, you know what? Screw it. I'll just keep going because there's not that many. Sorry, guys. Um, there was going to be an episode of Galaxy in Space, which was the original Space Galaxy crossover. It was also going to feature Zane, but he was uh, the actor was unavailable, so it was rewritten. The Lost Warriors. This episode would have seen the uh, Core Rangers transforming into the Lost warriors using the suits from die ranger um but due to the original lost galaxy pink ranger um it was scrapped uh she was unavailable due due to leukemia that's why her character was for a while killed off the show um so there was also the lost galaxy unmade episode um protecting pink this episode was originally going to have Cassie Chan becoming the Pink Galaxy Ranger, but it was scrapped due to dispute. The dispute itself was sparked by Patricia Jolie being annoyed that she would only be credited as a guest star and not a Ranger cast member. Main reason for this, uh, seeing as she was still alive and would end up surviving, Saban were legally required to recredit to still credit her for risk of being sued by her union. It was later changed into the episode. Protect the Galaxy Saber, where Melody Perkins as Corone took her place. Which I like, because uh, Corone coming back further added to her arc. A little convoluted, just because of contract stuff and all that. So, Power Rangers Time Force, prior to the end of time and Circuit Unsure were made, there were plans for 10 more episodes to have the first 50 episode season since Zio, but due to Fox selling... 
but were pulled due to Fox selling to Fox Kids. The Quantum Ranger, uh, sorry, Fox selling Fox Kids to Disney. Uh, the Quantum Ranger, this episode was originally going to depict which is Wes's future descended Alex searching for the Quantum Morpher and becoming the second Quantum Ranger. However, due to the number of episodes being reduced to 40, this episode never made it. Uh, the episode Sacrifice was intended to be the final appearance of Eric Myers as he would have been killed off at the end. <coughs> okay, so now we can get into some season stuff. Uh, okay, so let's bear with me as I scroll up because this is where there's some more details. Um, I'm going to take a sip of coffee as I do this. Um, nope, that is the granddaddy one, so I'm going to save that for later. So, we eventually got Power Rangers Samurai, and it is what it is. It's not a good season. It's a Neo-Saban season. Um, it's one of those, at the time, um, the fandom was like, oh man, when Saban gets it back from Disney, everything's going to be great. And yet Disney had some banger seasons. And the Neo-Saban era was not good. I'm just going to say that. Um, so here's the pitch with one we did get. Um, Power Rangers Samurai. So, um, at this point, the showrunner was Amit Balmik, uh, who is tied into Power Rangers for years, started out doing fan stuff and then got tied into the show. So, the story that he pitched was Marko Zawa, and, and this was adapting from Samurai Sente Shink, Shink Kenger. Uh, sorry for pronunciation so this is what the his pitch was uh marco zawa and kaiji ayakawa are sparring in a dojo located in stone canyon when suddenly the dread castle rises from the earth the two rush to do battle with the evil force spilling out from the castle but they separate when uh kaiji cares more for fighting than helping others mark is injured and mr hansen his loyal butler puts out the call for to four other royal uh, Four other warriors who have, who were trained their whole lives to fight this evil force. Together, Mark with Oscar, Lisa, Iris, and Ad Adalwal become the newest team of Power Rangers, the Power Ranger Samurai. This is pretty close to what we got. The forces of evil recruit KG after they learn he's a descendant of their clan. Soon after, Bulk and his son Eugene join them to aid the Power Rangers in battle. They even run a sushi shop. Eugene eventually becomes the Gold Samurai Ranger after some initial reservations from the team. Um, as the season would go on, Kaji would learn to harness his inner Ashua powers to turn into a monstrous form. He and Mark would clash several times over the course of the show, the main rivalry throughout the season. Three-fourths of the way through, through the season, Mark would discover he was actually the long-lost brother of Keiji and would leave the Rangers. Taking his place would be Allison, his distant cousin. The end of the series would see the villains resurrect Masks, Master Zandrid and he would leave the final battle against Earth. Mark and Kaiji would have their final duel and choose the Brotherhood at Humanity over Feud. Suffice to say, the Rangers and Kaiji would work together to defeat the Ashura clan to succeed. So... Yeah, <laughs> it's it's something. 
Um, it's it's pretty close to what we got. Uh, let's go to a different a different link. Um, okay, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not a big fan of In Samurai and some of that stuff. It's not In Samurai and of Samurai and Super Samurai and some of that stuff is already what we what we got. There was the secret that the Red Ra the Red Ranger was supposed to be a girl. She came back later. Apparently, she was in put away in savings or whatever. Not savings, but into hiding or whatever. Some of this stuff is stuff we got. Um, just changed. Could it have made it better? I don't know. Samurai was not that good. To begin with um, okay so let's move on to what stuff that was originally pitched for in space which is interesting because uh, in space was fantastic so uh it was at this point codenamed mega rangers which was the uh the sentai name so, a pre-series bible of what would later become Power Rangers in Space was written in 1997, prior to the production of the second half of Turbo, um, and it remained unknown until it was leaked online in 2000, in June 2011. Concept included adapting the first 27 episodes of Mega Ranger. Justin was going to remain part of the team, which was what it was. Um... Justin in his one-off episode was was much better than he was in Turbo. I don't know if continued stuff would have been good, but um, yeah. Uh, Dimitra was going to be back as mentor. Interesting. Diva Talks was going to remain as a villain. Boo! And I know Nathan would join me in that. Um, Rita and Zed were going to return. That would have been cool. The Power Ranger, the Power Chamber would be intact. Um which I don't know how because it blew up and there was going to be a new headquarters called the Power Dome. Dark Spectre was going to be originally based on exhaust from Car Ranger, would later become Gargoyle in the final episode of Turbo. The Phantom Ranger was going to have a prominent role. Alpha Phi was going to return. Turbo was going to end in a four-part story arc, which would lead to the next series, um, which we kind of got with leading into In Space. The Foot Soldiers were going to be used as Kratites. Um, the Mega Voyager was originally named the Cosmotron Megazord, and the Mega Winger was originally named the Stratforce Megazord, um, which would, that name would get reused in Lost Galaxy. Darkonda was originally named Spike, while Bulk and Skull were going to st start a civil defense force. Some of this is interesting. Um... I'm really glad that what we got was what we got. So instead, um, I'm kind of glad with that. Okay, so let's jump to another one that was made, um, but differed from its original pitch. Um, so Amit Balmik had conceived ideas for uh, what eventually became Beast Morphers, which adapted... Uh, Sentai Go Busters, and it was going to be titled Cyber Corpse. His concept included, it was going to be set on Mirnoi, which was the same planet that appeared in Lost Galaxy. It's got a love for early Power Rangers stuff, and that's something you can give Balmic credit for. He is a deep fan. He wants to tie so much of this stuff together, and then the, and the 
post-Marvel landscape, there's only more and more room for it. So it's kind of cool. Um, Kendricks was going to serve as the mayor of Eternity City. The Rangers were going to be Johnny King, the Red Ranger. Um, Arjuna Patel, the Blue Ranger. Michelle North, the Yellow Ranger. Benjamin Miles, the Silver Ranger. Um, and Kaya, the Gold Ranger. Um, it was going to serve as a sequel to RPM. And Vengeance was going to serve as the main antagonist. Um, which is very interesting because uh, RPM... RPM ended in a way where, like, it's it's tremendous, but it ended on the shot that Vengex was still alive as a last-ditch effort in hope that Disney would renew the season, it, it, the show. It didn't. Um, so this would have been a sequel to it. Um, and his backstory would be retconned to reveal that he was General Vendrick, General Vendix from Wild Force, uh, by stating that his fate in Forever Red, his consciousness was transferred to Dimension X, which was going to be RPM. There was a general vengeance in Forever Red. Forever Red is, and it remains, the finest crossover anniversary episode of Power Rangers Bar None. Um, the RPM universe would now be referred to as Dimension Dimension X. Maya, Dr. K, and Leo, Leo Corbett were going to have reoccurring roles. There would have also been a team, a backup team compromising of Oliver, Oliver Statton, the Red Ranger, Commander Statton's son, and Jody Statton's brother, uh, Christina Velasco as the Yellow Ranger, and Nux, the Blue Ranger. A crossover with RPM would reveal that Dimension X is in fact the continuity that represented the oh the disney era um oh actually no the the disney and neo saban era um or the yeah dang um only three of the seven rangers would team up with the cybercorps team scott summer and ziggy all of them would be killed in action in the conclusion of the crossover and i think it was going to be revealed that the other four had died um which, oh my gosh, I, I kind of love that because it fits in with the bleak tone that was just all throughout RPM. Um, RPM did also have a comedic tone, but its backdrop was bleak as heck. Um, the mid-season finale would have uh, cause, would cause Dimension X universe to cease from existence, uh, leaving Dr. K as one of the last inhabitants of that universe in addition to that it would introduce the, Sp uh, the Saban universe's versions of Scott and Marcus Truman. The finale would have involved uh, the Rangers ultimately defeating Vengex. Color me interested. Like, I've watched a handful of Beast Morpher episodes, and I dig it. I want to keep visiting it, so I will. Um, but I'd love some of that. Like, as much as I want more RPM, like... Some of that is true to the tone of RPM. So, dang. Dang. Um, there is a little note here. So, it says this concept was rejected uh, by Spawn in favor of Dino Charge. Not only that, Balmic left the Power Rangers after Samurai explaining his dissatisfaction under the Neo Saban era of Power Rangers by stating on his Tumblr that the option to disregard all continuity altogether seems to have been pursued. 
Um, and then this person <laughs> writing this notes like, hey, Amit, you do realize that since Lost Galaxy, every Ranger season have been standalone. Um, you are one of the most notable base breakers in the Power Ranger fandom. <laughs> so you can't be too mad about this. And that's a, that's a fair point. Um, so yeah, that's, that's some of the unmade. And now, you know what? We are at the granddaddy. And this is one that to me, I am, it's most ripe for a comic book story. As much as I'd love to see uh, a screen adaptation of this it's it's not likely um but comic book why not um we've done <laughs> like the psychopath we've done soul dragon uh just just give it to us um please and that is of course the most famous of unmade uh to me the most unmade power rangers one this would have been called hexagon which would have been insane it would have been insane um this was pitched by mitt balmick um it would have been an adaptation of hurricane ranger which is what became uh power rangers ninja storm so anybody who's familiar with ninja storm it would be familiar that there uh, would remember like hey there's kind of two sets of rangers in that team and this would have gone through with that. So let's dive into it. And I, I, I do love this idea. Would have been complicated as heck. I understand a thousand percent why it didn't get made. Uh, money would have been. Power Rangers has always been about doing it on the cheap. This would have been in the face of that. So the plan originally included to continue some of the ideas and storylines the forever from Forever Red team up of wild force as well as wrap up all loose ends from <laughs> every show from mighty Morphin through wild force um just as power rangers and space was brought together and wrapped up the five preceding seasons of power rangers the intention was for the 11th season to bring together and wrap up everything and then you'd almost have like a clean slate going forward um as writing for wild force finished and the production was wrapping up Mitt began researching and drawing up plans to adapt Hurricane Ranger for an 11th season expected to start filming in L.A. Hexagon was a plan in the very rough stages and was birthed during a rocky time of transition when direction and even continued existence of the show was in doubt. This was just one of many potential visions for a season of the show that ultimately didn't get used. By 2002, the new owner of the franchise, Disney, decided to replaced almost the entire crew and moved production of the show to New Zealand, which ended Hexagon um, because the, the expense would have been insane. So uh, the unused plan, as it come to be called Hexagon, revolved around the idea of the Power Rangers becoming an umbrella organization, um, unifying most of the various Ranger teams that had been set up over the years. Name Hexacon came from the idea of the base of operations for the Power Rangers season would be a giant building like the Pentagon, except with six sides, uh, six sides to symbolize the number of Power Rangers on most teams. It was conceived as a much larger version of Zordon's command center. Um, yeah, its uh, location and purpose would have been known to the public. 
it would have been an impregnable fortress staffed by hundreds if not thousands and far too well defended for any villains of the power ranger universe to even try to attack the power dynamic uh, typically between heroes and villains in the show would be flipped for the season instead of an invasion of a vast army of evil against a few heroes operating in secret this time the good guys would have the apparent advantage um in terms of the numbers and infrastructure the hexagon was going to be led by tommy who would act as the mentor of this for the season's version of power rangers um as in as forever red illustrated tommy had been keeping in touch with various rangers in the years since leaving uh turbo and passing the torch part two this older tommy would be the no longer ponytailed wife <laughs> wife beater wearing teenager of uh, mighty morphin days look like he'd look like a federal agent in a suit he'd be similar to nick fury um so they they kind of set this up a little bit in forever red as well because tommy was spearheading that mission he was using sword on cliches like i would have was afraid this day would come may this power protect you and all that so um let's keep going uh, sowing the seeds um, in the original script for Forever Red, the idea was that Tommy's retirement of a Red Ranger, blah, 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 this is all stuff I read. He'd been keeping in touch and like uniting the various Ranger teams from out there. So the team, the team would have been consistent with the three basic Hurricane Rangers of Red, Blue, and Yellow, Young Recruits to the Hexagon, and the organization active duty superheroes these powers obviously ninja base would be derived from ninjor which is cool because he's he's another mystery he just kind of vanished and never returned um one of met um he was one of the many returning characters who would contribute to the season's story tommy would send these rangers away on missions in response to attacks by the villains instead of just one central city where all the fighting would take place each episode's battle would take in various locations around the power rangers universe the three rangers would travel around the hexagons in hexagons special stealth chopper piloted by joel from lightspeed rescue so another returning res uh, ranger um would be implied that other ranger teams were operating under the command of hexagon there would be occasional cameos by other rangers um as our heroes would travel to respond to threats across the universe silver hills angel groves mayor angel grove mariner bay turtle cove and possibly aquatar miranoi and ko 35 um <laughs> the idea is the fact that all of these happen to look like la would help a lot with filming um and that's a really cool idea i like that a lot uh the villains would have been various uh and various villains who had left the show and hadn't necessarily we hadn't seen their uh their fate so prince gasket uh archerina scorpina and lokar were among the unresolved villains from previous seasons that were hoped to provide some resolution to um the hurricane villains were also to be used in the show as representing different villain factions and the monsters of the day that the power rangers would fight episode wouldn't always be from the same group for example the robotic monsters of the day would be machine empire um Morganic would be of scorpina um who would have become much more fleshed out than before or other new factions um 
so then we also get the the two beetle rangers uh dark red and dark blue were blue were to be used as a group of rogue rangers that operated outside of the hexagon network um supportive teams as all power rangers seasons tried to have at least two female rangers um wanted to add a u.s exclusive third beetle ranger a dark yellow female ranger these uh beetle rangers were used to be less traditional uh goody two-shoes mold of power rangers and more of a rebellious anti-authorian attitude to them they would reject hexagon mentality of all superheroes operating under the leadership of one man instead advocate ranger rangers should be independent and operate on their own which is a cool idea um too much oversight only being allowed to attack one um one person's targets i like that uh, so the central conflict of the season would uh, was to be the rivalry between the Beetle Rangers and the Hexagon Rangers. The, th the mental image of six Rangers divided in half with an explicit which side are you on? Um, and heck, that's something that has popped up so much throughout um, pop culture, especially with Marvel's Civil War. Um Rangers from past seasons would eventually find themselves choosing one side of the conflict over the other, making themselves available to assist one group, but unavailable to the other. Uh, perhaps Delphine and the Aqua, uh, the Aquatar Rangers reject the Hexagon Rangers and refuse to cooperate with them or show, and then show support to the Beetle Rangers. The main focus of the show would be on the new characters of the season, but many guest stars would be previous Rangers. One of them main reoccurring rangers role would be jason um the original mighty Morphin red ranger and he was going to be on the side of the beetle rangers and he was basically going to be the mirror opposite uh mentor for them and some of that is tied into forever red um so yeah even going back into zeo some some people looked at his debut episode of zeo being like he looked like someone on <laughs> looked like someone on the run he was wearing shades the duster the bandana um he looked like more like someone on the run from the law than someone back from a teen peace conference um and then interaction he had with rangers in forever red he's like some of you guys i know some of you more than others and he's he said that to uh to wes and eric who were from time force and they were basically like the police rangers um so it was kind of the idea he was mocking the silver guardian law enforcement officers um so there was room for that and jason being a big brother type figure instead of in command of all of them that's that's fascinating and i i like that idea a lot um so in uh there would have been the return of the green ranger as tommy so the green shuriken ranger um who was the green ranger in um <laughs> sorry I'm, i've said so many different ranger names i'm brain farting in hurricane ranger um would be late added later to the series uh and for plot purposes would be called the most powerful ranger ever created because he would be in the end the final challenge the rangers would have to unite against the fight the costume design with its gold breastplate was too reminiscent 
of the green Mighty Morphin Power Ranger to not let be Tommy be the ranger. Uh, Tommy made his bones as the green ranger back in the day, and to this day, um, the green ranger mi miniseries still still represents one of the best five episodes stretch of Power Rangers. As the Green Ranger this season, Tommy would occasionally help the Rangers in the battles, paying homage to the Green Ranger miniseries. Tommy and Jason would even battle each other once again. The rival between these two characters is one of the most iconic relationships the show has had, and exploring it further would have perfectly fit in with the theme of Heroes Divided this season. And I like that, because it also ties into... There's respect and tension between these two characters, let alone the actors. Um, but thankfully, they've made peace. But even in Forever Red, there was seemingly a, tense, uh, a tease of brotherly tension. Um, Tommy would, by the end of the season, become the main antagonist. Um, and eventually, the, all the Rangers would rebel against the Hexagon organization after realizing like this is it's growing out of control it's not sorry i need to sip ah coffee thank you so much patron supporters um sorry i lost where i was reading from um so tommy they'd hope to see force tommy to see the errors of um the hexagon's concentration of power uh, open to being abused by people, prompting him to ultimately disband Hexagon, scattering the heroes once and for all for their own corners of the Power Rangers universe. This would, in a sense, end the era of Power Rangers beginning in a season, season one, ending in season 11, eliminating unresolved issues and the XX baggage to pays, ugh, pave the way for a fresh start. A goal was clean up and then... All that. I, I love the idea of Hexagon. I really do. I know I just read something that is debatably very convoluted. Um, I understand that. I do. Um, but I'm in for it. I really am. Uh, give it to me in a, in a, in a comic form. Um, and that's it. That's, that's it for the episode. I'm sure I can find more, but I'm, I'm going to call it quits there. Um, because also it's just me solo drawing on. <laughs> Listener, I hope you found some of this interesting. I really do, especially the hexagon pitch. Let me know in the comments below. Um, and please do be sure to, as I've said, through um, through Spotify and Apple Music, check out In Earnest and, of course, um, and of course, An Hour a Minute, their EP Soulbotic. It is so wonderfully chill. Please check it out. All that being said, Hope you're having a safe and happy new year. Um, keep me and One Cross Radio and, and everybody in your prayers because uh, we all need it. Hope you're being safe. Safe. Hope you're being good. <laughs> and hope you have a good day. God bless, my friends, and take care. Peace.